It's Friday the 15th of May 2020, it's Jim and it's the world of bonds. Uh, the Bank of England governor yesterday was hinting at more QE for the UK, not particularly unexpected, but sterling is weaker again. Um, this year the pound has fallen from 1.3 against the US dollar down to about 115. It did bounce back over the past month or so to 125. But um, the recent economic data and hints at more quantitative easing has led that to the pound falling back down to about 122 today. Bonds relatively strong again, 62 basis points for the 10 year US Treasury, minus one for the JGB. Uh, 10 year gilts fell briefly below uh, 20 basis points yesterday, and minus 55 basis points for the 10 year German Bund. Weaker in credit, not dramatically so, but US dollar investment grades at 205 and high yields out at 770, having been at about 750 basis points just a couple of days ago. Today I'm going to talk about debt jubilees, uh, debt forgiveness. Um, some people call this kind of the clean slate policies. Um, other people say that uh, forgiving debts creates all sorts of moral hazards. You know, the kind of Mervyn King bailing out Northern Rock arguments that if you bail out people, um, you'll allow them to make bad decisions in the future or kind of somehow reward people for their own foolishness. Um, great paper, it was written in 2018 by Michael Hudson. Uh, the paper was called How Bronze Age Rulers Simply Cancelled Debt. It's on the Evenomics website if you want to check it out. Um, he also wrote a book called And Forgive Them Their Debts. And in this book, Hudson basically claims that a lot of the economic progress mankind has had has been made possible because of debt forgiveness. And actually, we'd be a kind of slave-based, dark ages economy if we hadn't had those foresighted rulers in uh, prehistoric times almost forgiving debt and you know the bible talks about this as kind of a debt jubilee so jubilee has been a term that people have used recently to talk about the possibility of forgiving debts to african nations or to whole classes of um debtors like student loans so you could say that forgiving student loans um, creates moral hazard for people to borrow to take courses that don't benefit them economically or you could say that actually having this whole class of uh, mankind students indebted as they start their lives out in the real world is really negative for the economy and society overall and we're you know these people could be creating businesses starting families you know keeping the economy going so in this book, he goes back and looks through history at how Bronze Age rulers cancelled debts. Uh, the example he gives is really the Sumerians and the Babylonians, a kind of beer-based economy, and his uh, simplified example where the workers who work on the farms, um, the farmers who create grain, make uh, grain, uh, go to their local alehouse, they drink beer, the alewoman marks it up on a, on a slate, and when the harvest comes in, um, and the, the workers and the farmers have some money, they pay their tab and the slate is wiped clean by the L woman. The L woman is then able to pay the palace, aka the state, for the advance of a, a year's worth of beer. Um, what happens though if the crops fail? Well, one thing that could happen is that the palace could say, well, you can't pay back that loan for the year's worth of beer, L woman, you're now going to be a slave and you create this slave society um, where 
nobody's available to, to do any productive things. You know, there's no one to join the army or to build infrastructure or to consume beer. Um, instead, then, what happened in these times was the palace cancelled all debts, not just the debt to the palace from the old woman, but everyone who owed anything in society at that time in this jubilee would have their debts cancelled. So the beer drinker doesn't have to pay the ale woman, the ale woman doesn't have to pay uh, the palace. And as I say, this idea of a jubilee year is mentioned in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It kind of assumes that annulling all debts benefits the whole population. So this does create moral hazard in, in the kind of terms that we think about today. Um, so um, is this a good thing for society today? It's not clear what would happen if we did do something like this, but I think it's clear that with debt to GDP heading up towards 300%, and we've talked in this podcast before about the ways in which debt can be reduced, so growth, inflation, financial repression, um, you know, all of those kind of methods of doing this, but default is, is one of those methods, and it's possible that governments will... Uh, take different approaches to managing debt burdens as they had in the past. And I think it's really important to understand that um, coronavirus really is a bit like a biblical crop failure. It impacts everyone in society kind of at the same time. It's not somebody's foolishness for taking on too much debt, for borrowing to, to pay for the crisis, etc., etc., it's um, it's something that's hit everybody, and that may may make this idea of jubilee more attractive to governments and uh, and central banks. It is worth warning, though, that in Sumerian and Babylonian times, Babylonian times, um, the rulers also used this as a way of destroying their rivals' wealth. So, if they had a rival family, um, powerful, rich family. They could use a, a, a statewide jubilee in order to kind of wipe out one class of rivalry within their economy. And, and I guess we're seeing a little bit of that with Donald Trump and China at the moment. You know, defaulting on US treasuries to China is a way of hurting a financial rival that has some kind of biblical um, resonance. OK, have a good day. Have a good weekend.